Cliffs, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Into the straight they come. Coastal Boy has been quickly collared and three wide around them goes City Smart. So City Smart, the favourite, straightened up in the centre of the track. Manzanet has had a good run and it's got some petrol left. It's coming out after City Smart. City Smart in front. Manzanet and now Craigley Simo and Super Rose starting the run on. But it's all City Smart, the faves, home and hosed. And City Smart wins from Super Rose. Third, Craigley Simo. Not sure about four. That was City Smart taking out the latest leg of the uh, Magic Millions Rob Kosh Memorial Far North Queensland up and coming stay series. We're at Cairns there on Sunday. And City Smart saluting for Ryan Wiggins and trainer Rodney Miller, who had a bit of a day out with a winning treble on the afternoon. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. More focus on the Battle of the Bush qualifiers today. We had three on the weekend at Nanango, Cloncurry, and Chinchilla. And we'll catch up with the winning trainers as we have been over the last couple of weeks on Bushbeat as well as bring you all of the news out of the Tambo Cup meeting on the weekend and a look back at what happened at Gladstone on Saturday as well. Helping us look back at what happened on the weekend and a look forward to what is coming up in the weeks ahead around country racing. Rob Luck is with us on Bushbeat as always. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. And uh, I imagine it's... A little bit chilly in Brisbane as well as out here in Longreach, Yes, yes, it'd be a lot cooler out there in the wide open spaces, I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, enjoying a little bit of a... Steve was talking about it before. What are they calling it? A polar blast? A, the ice blast that's out there? Just a, a reminder that winter is around the corner. Totally and of course, like that, winter, yes. winter racing around the corner is really hotting up, not only with Battle of the Bush, but with some cup meetings uh, starting to take place. And as we heard, uh, Bluey Foresight with that win of City Smart in the up and comings, uh, the Magic Millions up and coming stayers uh, series heat there at Cairns. And uh, good on Rodney Miller. He, he had a, a great day out there with Lily of the Glen, City Smart, and another winner as well that uh, he had there in Taken by Theft, and he got the cutest money there. But I. Uh, Tony, what I liked was amazing thing out of the of the meeting. Wanderson Devilla and Nathan Day. I don't think you'd see this too often. That uh, the same jockeys, they both rode a double up there at Cairns on Sunday. Wanderson with Robig and uh, Amelia's Rainbow, and Nathan with Canadian Rockies and Rigel. And at the meeting at Mackay, and I've lost track of the day. What day it was? That was I think Saturday. It was Saturday. Um, Amateur yep. Cup meeting. Yeah. Amateur's Cup. Wanderson has a treble and Nathan has a treble. Uh, Wanderson with uh, Age of... And by the way, this treble was with Nick Walsh's team. Congratulations to uh, Nick there with Age of Innocence, Villa Vilcula and uh, what was it? Uh, Casanova Kid. Uh, Nathan then rode the treble, uh, Machinate and Kakao for Clinton Taylor and of course took the feature for Jared Wheelow in the Mackay Amateur Cup on quality assets. I, I don't think I've noticed that too often uh, in the meetings that the, the same pair of jockeys had a great weekend with a double and a treble. Yeah, we don't see it uh, line up the uh, align the stars like that too often. We quite often see the same jockeys riding doubles at some of these provincial programs, uh, but not where they ride a treble together on the Saturday and then ride a double together on the Sunday. And we can't look back at last week, Rob, without acknowledging uh, Justin Stanley. What a day out he had at Callaghan Park on the Friday. Five wins from eight rides. His other three end up, uh, well, a couple of them brought home prize money checks with a third, a fourth and a sixth. Uh, Jamie McConaughey with a training double there at Rocky on Friday, but five out of the eight wins for, uh, for Jed Stanley there at the other uh, program on Friday. 
yeah, amazing results there. And, of course, those jockeys are continually travelling around the provincial circuit and, in the case of Wanderson, uh, the country circuit up in the far north, Tony. Just before we uh, move on to the Battle of the Bush qualifiers from the weekend and our first guest this morning, uh, progressive points in the uh, far north Queensland up-and-coming stayers series. And uh, we're looking at this stage at the uh, the jockeys' tally. We've, keep in mind, we've still got four legs to go, Innisfail, Atherton, Oak Park and Cairns as we race into uh, June and July. And there's still plenty of points out there. Pietro Romeo leading the jockeys' tally on six points. And then there's about uh, four other riders sitting on three points apiece. Uh, trainers at the moment, uh, seven points is uh, Kristen Allender. And uh, then ahead of Trevor Rose sitting on six points and a couple of others on three. And for the the horses at the moment, well, we've basically got uh, Craig Lee Simo racking up plenty of placings as well as a win at Mount Garnet. Uh, sitting on six points, but still chasing down Love Flies with a couple of seconds at Inesley and Mount Garnet, as well as the win at Gordonvale. So it's Love Flies sitting on seven, Craig Lee Simo on six points. Next leg comes up this weekend with the meeting at Innisfail. And then, as I said, Atherton, Oak Park and Cairns before the series wraps up come mid-July. But we're focusing on the Battle of the Bush qualifiers now, and Sunday we're at the Nango. Onto the corner by Onyx is now being passed by on the outside. Moskini, the baldy-faced bolts away. Moskini is exactly inside the final 100. There's not much lead for the whip. It's about six lengths in front. He's making nothing else, leaving it a chance. Cappuccino's running on to the mammoth win to Moschini. Second, uh, Rob, the official margin, 7.3 links, if you don't mind, for Moschini. Trained by Dale Graves, who's with us on Bushbeat this morning. Good morning to you, Dale, and congratulations with the win of Mossini. Probably the biggest margin so far in the Battle of the Bush qualifiers and well ridden by Nathan Fisakali. Um, great to have you on this morning. And again, congratulations with this win. Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks for that. No, it was, it was, um, it was uh, rather impressive. Look, this is a horse that uh, has been progressing through the ranks. I've been saying in recent weeks, we've got a real top echelon of horses that have been in past Battle of the Bushes or One Country Stampedes in the case of VJ Day, but we've got these up-and-comers coming through. And this fellow now, 11 wins from 49. Has it always been the plan, the Battle of the Bush uh, for Massini? Yeah, it has. It's it's probably been a six-month plan. Um, uh, you know, we, we've done a few miles. Uh, obviously, being based near Toowoomba is not... We didn't have to travel as far as the blokes out west, which uh, I take my hat off to them. You know, they they do some um, some long days in the truck. You know, like with horses. Um, but I've only had to go to uh, Dolby and and uh, Miles and Bell. And then we went to St George. I think it was me furthest and uh, Monto. Yeah, and looking at the runs that this fellow's put together, I mean, back in February he beat Fab's Cowboy at uh, Miles, and there's no slouch in that. The country champ there. Um, but he uh, he was beaten by VJ Day at St George in March, but it was a good form line because we know VJ Day's won the the Stampede, and you've only been beaten two point five. What are your chances of turning the tables there on VJ Day come final day? Yeah, I I got full respect to to Pat Webster and VJ Day um, without going too far. But uh, that day at St George was a thousand metres. Uh, Massini's not a thousand metre horse. He's he's probably his his best ground's eleven and. I'd say the six furlongs probably probably as far as he wants. Um, he I drew I drew seven to seven that day and Pat Pat drew two with VJ Day. Uh, he was on the bunny the whole way. I chased hard and I didn't. He didn't put much on me and and, and I didn't close the gap over the thousand. So so in saying that, I think I think like that, over the twelve uh, the twelve hundred, it'd it'd be a great race. Yeah, and 
But he didn't mind the soft track, although I, by Mossman, you'd think he'd be relishing every soft track. But I noticed he, he hasn't got the best of records on soft track, particularly no. the heavy ones. But uh, holds no fear for you? No, no you're 100% right. At, at, at first, I thought I had the only Mossman that couldn't handle a wet track. Um, <laughs> he, he, he had a few little um, uh, feet issues. Um, he failed Josh Collis. We've, we've got him flying this prep, you know, just, just by... He was uh, very soft in the soles, and, we, and we've hardened his soles up. And he's, uh, I took him to some hard tracks where I thought, you know, you'd, you'd be flat out driving a tent peg in him, you know, and he's, and he's handled them. And he's also, since his feet are right, he's also doing well on the soft tracks and the, and, and the, dirt, uh, the sandy dirt tracks too. What's his background, Dale? I see he's been with quite a few stables, including uh, notably Chris Leesley for a little period of time. Yeah, so, so when I got him, uh, my owner, Mario De Carlo, is a great friend of mine and, and and we formed a great friendship over the years he um he purchased the horse for twenty thousand and um bring him back home and and i thought i could hold the puller you know and he, he nearly pulled christ off the cross he he was just a he was like handlebars down sort of a horse and i just sat him on his backside every morning you know and made him respect the bridle and and we got a win out of him first up we won a midweek metro actually won 20 grand back the first on his first start i had a lot of help with um ronnie galtz um he used to ride uh, all my fast work for me. Ronnie is a very knowledgeable bloke, and he's he's um, he's on comp at the moment. He's he's had a, he's had wrist surgery, um, so we progressed with the horse, and I kind of got him to where I thought he was at. Um, and and Mario he wanted to take him to town, and and um, so we give him an, like every opportunity. We sent him in up to the sunny coast and stabled him at Brisbane as well with Lindsay Goff uh, recently. And anyway, it turns out he's worked his way back to home, and and, he, and, and the horse just loves the farm life, um, and he's and he's thriving. So and and I, and I guess we've lowered the sights, um, uh, you know, like with his race instead of heading down the hill, we're staying, we're heading west, and and this Battle of the Bush series come along, and we're and we're very grateful, to, very grateful of the concept. Yeah, you mentioned the farm. Where's your location, Dale? So, so I'm about 20 minutes from Toowoomba. I'm, I'm in between Toowoomba and Oakey. We got uh, me and my wife Christy. We got 100 acres. Um, we've got stables there. I, I take in the Toowoomba uh, most mornings. Um, throw a load on the truck. I'm only working seven or eight horses at, at the time. That's all I can handle on my own. I've got my dad helping me, but that's that's our capacity. And um, trying to do the one-on-ones, you know, and then and do the one percenters with them. And I've noticed, I've commented on Bushbeat uh, recently, your strike rates are really uh, mounting in, in the country areas. Is it a case you're finding that uh, a, a lot more profitable, that country circuit now with the improvements in prize money, et cetera? Yeah, the, the prize money's great. The, the the people are probably even better, I'm able to tell you. Like, there's, there, it's kind of laid-back racing, still with the country hospitality. You know, you can get, get a good egg and lettuce sandwich and a, or a good steak burger. Yeah. Um, and, and, I'm, and, and we're buying a few tried horses that are... They kind of found their mark down down south, and and try and get them with the uh, out of form with a lower benchmark, and they seem to place place really good in that in that sort of company. They always say they keep your horse in the worst company, keep yourself <laughs> in the best company, or maybe just keep yourself the best where the best steak burgers are going to be. That's that's correct, mate. Yep. Well, you're in with you're in with a big chance with Mussini. It's one of those ones, as I said, an up and coming horse, and the the form is showing there. And uh, uh, Nathan Fasakali has been doing much riding for you, Dale, because obviously a good winning ride there on Mussini. Yeah. So since um, since uh, me old mate Ronnie Galtz, um he went and had surgery on his wrist, I was kind of I, I had a, I had a gap to fill, and and I grabbed Nathan. He he was apprenticed to uh, Mark Curry at the time. And um, he was riding a few provincial horses in Toowoomba for me, riding them good. And then I, 
and and he was starting to go to the bush a bit as well. Uh, he's got a bit of weight problem. He only can ride like 55, 50 half. Anyway, um, so he's yeah, me and him kind of teamed up, and he was doing a bit of fast work, or we'd work two together, and and he's he's virtually distilled the spot of of Galtzy, and um, I, I I can't be more happy than him. Last question before we let you go. Um, you're only three weeks uh, this Saturday from the final, Tat State Eagle Farm. What do you do with Messini between now and then, Dale? Yeah, so uh, weather permitting, I think we'll give him. A, I'll give him a 9:25 jump out at Clifford Park in um, in a fortnight, mm-hmm. and then and then go go there. Go to Brisbane, hopefully, um, with the wind in the sails, I hope, mate. Well, hopefully the uh, the winning form will continue on for you. You're into the final. That's the main part. You've ticked that uh, uh, box on the checklist. Good luck as you head towards the uh, 2022 Battle of the Bush Series final. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me on. See you, boys. Good on you, Dale. Dale Groves there, trainer of Messini, winning at Nanango on Saturday. Rob, uh, besides uh, the win there for Dale, Pat Sexton did have a bit of a day out with a treble there on Sunday. Uh, Pat Sexton did, did he? Yeah, Tony, I'll I'll just uh, check my oh, sorry, notes Pat here. Webster did. I'm sorry, Pat... I've I've got my Pats mixed up. Pat <laughs> Webster had a treble there at the uh, well, actually had a double there at the program. I've got Patrick's all over the place. Pat Sexton won the first race with Gary Gearin, and then when I saw Gary Gearin and Pat Webster, I've just highlighted things all over the place. So yeah, double for Mr. Webster, and uh, also a double for Mr. Gearin, along with Isabella Rab Jones, who I saw on her social media post that she's outridden her country claim now. Yeah, it's a big achievement. Uh, she was 1.5 kilos. She finished the day with that, with Salazar for Matty Cropper, a deep field mare that's uh, in good form with a win and two placings uh, from three this prep. So uh, Isabella certainly riding in great uh, form. Her other winner came for Pat Webster with like a special, one of those uh, doubles that he had. And as you said, uh, Gary Gearin uh, for Patrick Sexton, Harry Lover in the first race was the first winner there. And for Paddy Webster, coat of arms, fourth run for the stable, two wins and two placings for that particular galloper. And not to be left out, good to see Scott Rogers getting a winner with moving day, uh, Hannah Richardson on board there. And an interesting runner for Liam Birchley, Bang, uh, Bungarabee lad, started with the stable, went to uh, Billy Johnson and uh, now back with Liam and uh, got the benchmark 45. And, oh, one other one. Uh, Stephanie Lacey for Vic heading on Whistlehoff. But uh, Pat Webster, had a, well, actually had a, a place getter in the first as well. Good double on the day. And, of course, it was an even better day out at Chinchilla for him in terms of the Battle of the Bush Heat. Up to the home turn, VJ Day held together by Gearin. Just a couple away from the fence, Dynamic Verse trying to go with him. They're three in front of Wait a Minute and Striking Princess. Now he goes full ball on VJ Day and he put a gap in them. He raced clear, Striking Princess. Wait a minute, they're running on well, but he's too good, VJ Day, and he's back in Brisbane again. VJ Day beats Striking Princess and third home in the race uh, might go to Dynamic Verse. Rob, as Brett Moody said in the call there at Chinchilla in the qualifier on Saturday, he's back in Brisbane again. VJ Day saluting for Gary Gearin and Pat Webster, who's with us on Bushbeat as well this morning. Pat, congratulations congratulations again and uh, welcome back to the final. I'm sure the team will be headed there in high spirits. Yeah, uh, good morning, guys. Um, Yeah, we are going there with a bit of confidence. Um, We know he can handle handle the conditions down there, so, yeah, we're... Pretty happy with how he's going. I, I love the fact that we're getting these top-rated horses in terms of Battle of the Bush to set that benchmark and some up-and-comers. We just heard from Dale Groves with Massini. Uh, but this Warfront seven-year-old, he's basically in the same sort of form as when he went into the country stampede. Finally, he's won his last uh, five. 
uh, and three of them since that stampede. And he, he handles anything soft, 1,000 to a 1350 a distance. He's 10 wins from 17 since joining your stable. Oh, you'd have to be pretty confident, Pat, going into the final. Oh, yeah, we're, we're confident, but we're also aware of what, what else is in the in the race and and this year's field looks to be shaping up pretty strong so um obviously we're going to carry a fair bit of weight in the final and um um but we're not overly concerned with that he's such a big horse and he's he's carried weight um in most of his wins so um yeah we're, we're not we're not getting too ahead of ourselves I note, I note that you had the uh, the good day at Nanango on Sunday with Gary Gear and of course Gary riding VJ Day. Now the question comes to mind here: He jumped off it uh, for the Country Stampede final. Uh, what's the situation? Is Gary sticking with him this time? Yeah, no, there won't be any jumping off this time. Gary be <laughs> Gary be on him in the final for sure. Yeah, yep. What what was your assessment of that heat that he came through, uh, Pat? I mean, he was convincing. He carried 60 and a half and they had plenty of chances to run him down. But it's always interesting trying to gauge the standard of these heats. How did you rate that particular heat um, on uh, um, Saturday? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I, I think the heat fell away a little bit with Nanango on the next day and, and probably a, maybe a couple of horses dodged him just because of the set weight conditions. Um so, but in saying that, um, it was still a bit of form there. Um, the second horse hadn't been beat at Chinchilla and the, and the third horse won very convincingly at Cunnamulla the start before. Um, and I think they probably just, um, they probably just uh, cost themselves a little bit in that race by in the, in the qualifier the other day at Chinchilla just by trying to take VJ on a bit. They, they served it up to him and it probably brought them undone more than, more than us, so... Pat, yeah. you've, you've won on the grass with him, obviously, uh, taking out the country championship at Doombin and, and winning at uh, places like Chinchilla, but he's also won on the sand at Roma and on the, on the dirt at Cunnamulla. What's his preferred surface, do you think? Oh, I'd like to have the final at Roma. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's pretty hard to beat at Roma. So, um, yeah, I'd say probably the sand, but in saying that, uh, when he won the stampede, um, oh, he was he was pretty convincing that day, and he... he, he uh, he sat off the speed um, and, and sort of uh, towed his way to the front on straightening and um, kicked away. So I, 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 1,200 holes, no fears for me. Eagle Farm versus Dooman. I think the stampede was Dooman and Eagle Farm that longest straight. Yeah, that's that's one concern. I, I probably would have I would have loved to seen it at Dooman. That's for sure. I think he's won twice at Dooman. So. Um, but in saying that, he seems to handle whatever we throw at him. He's he's one on hard tracks, he's one on soft tracks, grass, dirt, and sand. So um, look, he's pretty, he's pretty he's pretty versatile horse. And he's already met Massini once, and um, and and won on that particular day. Um, we just heard Dale um, saying that Massini will improve over the twelve hundred as well. But uh, do you see them as pretty comparable going into this final? Yeah, my word, I do. Um, they're he was very impressive on Sunday, um, Asini. Um, he's he's yeah he's going to be hard to beat, um, and obviously he's won down in down in Brisbane before, and um, and yeah, he seems to handle all conditions too. So yeah, I'm I'm very wary of him. Uh, same last question for you that we gave to Dale Groves. What do you do with him now in the next three and a bit weeks, Pat? Um, he, he'll just he'll keep poking along. I, I, I may give him a jump out or a trial in a couple of weeks, just going into it. So mm-hmm. to have him. 
have him fit. So um, he won't have another start. Um, he's a horse that I don't start all that all that often. Um, just just try to look after him between runs and um, pick my mark. So he'll have a he'll probably have a soft trial and um, go into it. That's always tricky, isn't it? When you're on this sort of like little four weeks between uh, that win and the final, you, you're almost sort of tempted to, do you go with one more start or, yeah, do you go with a jump out like Dale's planning to do with Massini taking to the Toowoomba heats? It's, uh, yeah, just a little tricky to try and balance it when you're in this sort of uh, predicament. Yeah, well, we're, we're sort of in a, in a bit of a different situation now. We've sort of moved to um, just outside Toowoomba to Barham Stud, so... Um, we're we're training there, so it makes it a little easier with the sand track here. Mm. Um, so yeah, we should be able to keep the work up to him, and, and uh, hopefully have him there primed. Well, well done on qualifying for yet another final with VJ Day, and thank you for joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Pat Webster joining us there, Rob. Uh, yeah, VJ Day. He's he's the goods. We we know uh, what he's uh, what he's capable of, and I think. If you were going to frame a market right now of those that are qualified, I wouldn't be surprised if you actually had him sitting as favourite. Yeah, we've maybe got one other one from uh, this area in the northwest that we'll talk about shortly. It'll be pretty close to uh, equal favourites, I think, there, Tony. But I just remember the way he stormed home at Doom in that uh, particular day. But I tell you, it was a day of uh, trebles all round, wasn't it? Shannon Apthorpe, um, big treble on the day there at Chinchilla to wrap up that meeting. Curick took the cutest money for a Rebecca Kerwin at, on the day. And then uh, Shannon also kicked home. What else did he kick home? Sea Echo for Brenton Andrew uh, as well. And I'm sure there's another one in there as well, Tony, as I'm getting mucked up with my notes a Tinder. little bit here. In the oh, second. The sec- yeah, race a race double. Tinder for Stephanie Sixtus. Uh, the love conquers all. Uh, took that out, and of course the other winners on the day. day that Nathan Evans uh, trained and ridden. Good to see that. Uh, Rosina uh, in the uh, maiden plate, and we mentioned of course VJ Day, Ben Aaron's with without choice, and Gregory Walters. The Irons took the Chinchilla RSL Open for Emma McPherson and uh, and Jason Gregory, and also Pity Piper, Michael Frappell, and Emma McPherson. There's another double, and good on you. Uh, Mike Kelly and your wife, uh, ownership of uh, Pity Piper, a uh, full sister to Rosie Posium, a Warwick Cup winner, a four-year-old by top echelon. But VJ Day, uh, the big story there. And as as you were saying, well, he's going to be probably the early favourite, but there was a win that occurred at Cloncurry on the weekend that may just cause another equal favourite to come about as we hear Star of O'Reilly win that particular heat. No, we don't have the replay from Star of O'Reilly. Oh, that's right, we don't. No, there was an issue there on the weekend, unfortunately, with uh, the coverage of that one. Uh, There was a a situation where uh, Matty Gray had a fall from uh, Flash Ombre in the first race. And uh, the, uh, can we say, the standby camera operator uh, had to then accompany Matty to yep. hospital after the original camera operator had some COVID issues. So, unfortunately, we uh, weren't able to to catch the Cloncurry replays there from the weekend. But I tell you who we can catch, who can tell us more about the star of O'Reilly story, and that's Todd Austin, uh, the winning trainer, is with us on Bushbeat this morning. Good morning to you, Todd. Congratulations. We were all expecting it to happen, but it's never certain until they go past the line. Take us through the racing. We, we don't have that replay. Just take us through how the win came about on Saturday. Oh, good. <laughs> the wind came good, Rob, yeah. Um, no, it, did he it, settle it, off the pace again? or he, he did. There was only one or two behind him early, but um, Rick said he was comfortable where he was and um, on on the corner, he was in a in a winning position, and yeah, he was too strong from to the line. 
Again, the form lines here. You're talking the Northwest here with an up-and-coming horse in Teddy Mercury. You're talking Wicked Wiki that's got an outstanding record up there. And he's carried 67 kilos. He's by my favourite sire, O'Reilly, so I've got to keep following him, putting him in second, Todd, so he's got a chance. But, boy, this seems to be his pattern at the moment. The the win the week before at Bar and he was able to just sit there calmly and then just sprint away from him in the straight. Yeah, he, he just... Likes to sit just off him, yeah. Well, I think he does. It's it's working at the moment, anyway. Look, he's coming in with some really good form lines. Of course, he was uh, second in the Magic Millions Country Cup in January. He's had three wins in a second in his last four. Have you have you got him in the best form going in? You know, you're, you're extremely happy with him. You know, he'll handle a soft track. He can run a thousand to fourteen hundred. Uh, you must be pretty keen going in with your chances. Um, yeah. I think he is. Well, I, I'd like, yeah, hope he is. But saying that, yeah, I, I think he's in his best form, um, his most consistent form. He's um, doing everything right. Like, not not so much a spell, but he, he he had you know a month or so off between his runs when he just got beat by Kettleston um, first up here. When was that? May Day, uh, Tree of Knowledge Day. So, and then from there, you know, he's carried 66 and 67 and won both of them um, out here. So, uh, yeah, I I couldn't be happier um, going into it, really. Rick McMahon to stay on him? If he behaves himself, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask you, what do you do with Star of O'Reilly between now and the final, Todd? But I might have to ask, what do you do with the jockey between now and the final? (laughs) Yeah, bribing. <laughs> yeah, no, Riley doesn't do much. Um, I, I think it'll be his next start, only being a month away. Um, he, you know, he doesn't need much, so I think we'll just poke around and uh, next start, Battle of the Bush in Brisbane. We're counting now towards the end of the current season. At the moment, you're level pegging with Tanya Parry on the Country Trainers Premiership, 44 wins apiece. How would you rank uh, things uh, for the season now that we're just about 11 months down and one month to go? Oh, I think it's been a good good season for me. So, yeah, I'm um, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm, I'm not really right up with premierships or anything like that. But, yeah, no, we've had a really good year here. Um, all the horses are racing well and had no hiccups with them. So I'd have to call it a, a good a good season. Well, as we said, still a month ago, so it'll be interesting to see how things unfold. But before we get to the end of the current racing season, we've got to get to Eagle Farm for the Battle of the Bush final, and you're in with a real live chance. Thanks for joining us this morning on Bushbeat. No worries. Thank you. Todd Austin there with us, Rob, looking back at uh, Star of O'Reilly's win there at Cloncurry on the weekend. As you said, we had trebles all over the place on, on the weekend. Dan Ballard with a treble at Cloncurry on Saturday. Uh, Dan Ballard, yeah, well, Denise uh, had doubles, Tanya had double. Dan with four winners, Tony, I think I'm making. We, <laughs> our numbers are out of whack here. By the You're way, Tony right. Austin. Yeah, it's four. Yeah, I can't count. <laughs> Tony Austin, 34 
5.4% strike rate. That's how well the stable's going this year. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, but to, to wrap up, Con Curry, uh, Denise and Dan kicked it off with positive tension, two wins and a placing from its last four, took the benchmark 60. Uh, and then, of course, Dan and Denise continue with Sir Eagle, had a win at Julia Creek, two starts back this Schwarzier, took the benchmark 45. Uh, Dan then combined with Damien Finter with a, a good up-and-coming horse in Rebel Salute, the deep field, third run for the stable. And then he finished the day with Tanya. Tanya Parry with Myola Millie, a Quinella in that race with Miss Flawless second for Tanya. That was the benchmark uh, 50, of course, the race before that was Star of O'Reilly. And the other winner for Tanya Parry came with Terry Hill, Madam Tess, the Tester Rossa taking the maiden plate and dead heating at the moment. Tanya Parry on 44, Todd Austin on 44. As uh, as you mentioned there, Tony, so it's really hotting up. And in the jockeys, just to wrap that up, Dan Ballard with those four winners jumps to second, 33. He's trailing Rick McMahon by seven. Can the race to the line at the end of June a lead to a change in leadership there? But Rick on 40, Dan on 33, Tony. We're into the last eight heats of the uh, Battle of the Bush series for this coming Saturday at Bowen, Cunnamulla, Gundawindi and Innisfail. Monday, the uh, tab program at Thangool will host a Battle of the Bush qualifier. Saturday week, it's Gainda, Injun and Bar Calden. And then, of course, the final coming up at uh, Tats Day at Eagle Farm on the 25th of June. We're going to take a look at Tambo Cup Day in just a moment, but first we want to look back at what happened at Gladstone on the weekend. Babs Cowboy's actually pulled his way up on the inside and he's gone up on the inside to go to the lead. What a freakish horse. I'm not saying he's going to win, but by geez, a competitive old cove. He leads the way by a neck from Arak. They're followed by Ella Beach. Then American Genius, Findale was very wide. A long way back in the race was Galapagos. In the stretch, Fab's Cowboy leads, but they're attacking him now. It's Fab's Cowboy out. Here's one coming at him on the outside. I think it's Findale. Spindale's coming at Cab's Cowboy. Fab's in for the fight. Fab's Cowboy and Spindale, they're going head and head. But Spindale just beat uh, Fab's Cowboy. Spindell beat Fab's Cowboy in a boil over. Third was American Genius being followed in by Ella Beach. The next horse home was Wanda. A long way back to Arawak, who uh, seems to be uh, in one of a long, of a better days. And what an old war horse he is, Rob. Fab's Cowboy running second to Svindale. Svindale was uh, a leg of... Uh, oh, now, I've got to check my math because I've been wrong a couple of times this morning. Uh, Matthew Powell had a, uh, a winning double on the day with Svindale defeating Fab's Cowboy there in that 8.50 metre open as Tony McMahon joins us on Bushbeat this morning. As you said in the call, Tony, what an old war horse he is. Yeah, fantastic horse, Tony. Good morning to you and good morning to Rob and listeners. Uh, just a marvellous horse. He, as I said, he, he pulled his way to the front, and that was over 850 metres. And uh, I think from memory, the previous week, he, he raced over a longer distance than that. Um, just looking it up here, he yeah. raced over 1,300 metres at Bar Calden. <laughs> He's a tough old fellow, that's for sure, and he looked great and uh, ran a wonderful race. Only beaten twice on the track, Tony. He's got a marvellous record at Gladstone. We know he loves the sand, but Spindell for Ian Prizman, Matthew Powell, too strong in the end. But Matthew Powell... I uh, noticed he's resumed riding uh, on April, in April this year after about, oh, what was it, almost a couple of years off? Yeah, well, uh, I spoke to Matthew after the race and said he rides a heck of a lot of uh, track work down on the Sunshine Coast, and he was elated. He, he rode a double. He won the first race on a horse called Astral Odyssey, which is trained by Ross Shannon at Rockhampton. Uh, this was in a benchmark 50. It was a good training performance by Ross. The horse hadn't raced since uh, last November, and uh, first up, he just overwhelmed... Uh, uh, fudge in it and only Emma. It was a good finish, only 0.6 of a length between uh, three horses and $10 at starting price of Astro Odyssey. But the trainer uh, owner, Ross uh, Shannon, was justifiably very happy. Second race went to Royo, ridden by Tyler Leslight. I haven't seen Tyler ride for a little while now since uh, Gladstone. But, geez, improved at the site, but I even told Mel and Devin Johnson that he rode this horse a treat, Royo. 
It started at $4.60. This was in the um, maiden handicaps, the maiden plate. Second was Miss Benefits League, Kernan Hannah Phillips, and the third was Lord Rivers for Morgan Butler. Funny thing about uh, us talking to Morgan Butler, they had him um, riding at uh, Newcastle in the first two races on, on Saturday when I was looking up results. Jeez, he must have had a quick trip up from Newcastle to get here. Quite remarkable. That was a, he had a bit of a laugh. But they had something like 14 jockeys at Gladstone, uh, Robin Tony, mm. which is on class meeting that to scratch horses because they weren't, uh, weren't sufficient jockeys. So it was a lovely change. We've spoken about Spindale. It's, uh, it's quite a good horse, this fellow, uh, beating Fab's Cowboy, an American genius in the open handicap. And then they went to the benchmark 60 over 11.94. This is one by uh, Shen Zai, written by Talia Fenland, $7. So uh, they are virtually outsiders there. Got up to beat Mel Vaggio on the Cole Seymour. Express Dragon third for Matthew Powell. Took us to the last, and uh, Gemma Steele won here on Setland. Gee, she had to ride it very hard to win by a nose from Milky Rocket. That's old Cove. I haven't seen him before. Uh, almost a Palomino. He fought all the way down the straight and did a great job. Third was Nicholas Adams, ridden by um, Matthew Powell. He was certainly in form on the day. Good meeting at Gladstone. Always is. Uh, good crowd there. And, of course, Rob, we've got a, a big meeting coming up on uh, the 11th of June at Murrumbah. They're having a family fun day out there. And they're actually doing something novel. You can buy for $10, you can win a 5% share in a horse called Nazeldorf for the day. So he'll be running, uh, if he doesn't win a race mm. next Saturday, he'll be running in the maiden handicap. And for a $10 a ticket, you get a 5% share for the day and all the proceeds go to the middle mount to the, to the race club out there at Murrumbah. And uh, all kids are getting in for a huge day. Plenty of fun, plenty of riding amusements and it's all free. They're having for a huge day at Murrumbah on Saturday week. Great report out of Gladstone today, Tony, and great to see, uh, even though Fab's Cowboy going down, he's just got that competitive uh, zest for racing, the, the bush champ. Yeah, you'd love to have a stable full of him, wouldn't you? Oh, very oh, much yeah. so. It'd be, uh, be wonderful when he does manage to crack the 50 wins, which I'm sure it's going to be uh, sooner rather than later. Tony, thanks for joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Just one quick thing, if I can, please. Yes. The Rocky Anthony Jockey Club are just in the process of announcing uh, huge bonuses for local trainers and uh, visiting trainers over the winter carnival. I think for the local trainers, over the four days, the leading local trainer on the bonus uh, point scheme gets $5,000. And I believe the overall trainer for the uh, two days, the Rocky Cup day and the Newmarket day, something like 20000 So it's, it's a great thing, especially for the locals. They've got a chance of which both. That's just come off the press today. All right, we'll look out for further detail on that. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. We've got one more meeting to wrap up Bushbeat with this morning, and it was Tambo Cup Day on Saturday, part of the Outback Racing Showcase Series. Louis the Legend straightens up 400 from home. Cosy Can Can to the outside. I want to be a Jeep in the centre. Hasn't really gone for that runner as yet. Burden down the outside, and Gypsy Biker well and truly under the bat. Back to the inside. Louis the Legend cannot lead all the way because I want to be a Jeep has moved up and taken the lead, and Cosy Can Can is challenging strongly. Cosy Can Can goes up, takes the lead, races away with the Tambo Cup. Cosy Can Can, a length and a quarter over a wannabe a Jeep. And rattling home into a photo for third is Burton. Cosy Can Can did, 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 taking out the Tambo Cup there on Saturday, Rob. He certainly did, and he loves 1,400 metres with five wins from nine at the distance. And a unique feature again for this stable, Tony Schofield, Tony and Nathan Schofield, whose anniversary was on that weekend or that day, Tony. So I heard Nathan mention, well, that's a good uh, anniversary present. I think he got out of buying an extra one. Um, Jason missing. They had a race-to-race -race, um, double because in the race prior, they had Mrs. Senna, a horse that almost died after the Winton races last year, really suffered from heat stroke, and they've nursed her back, and it was good to see them get the win with the Love Conquers all 
mare. But the stable's going extremely well. So a good race-to-race double for both the Schofields and uh, Jason Misson. And great to see Todd Austin come back with past tense, a horse that hasn't really enjoyed the dirt surfaces. But the real past tense stood up on the weekend for Brooke Richardson. Last race, Brooke kicking it home. Uh, the one Gina over Jerry Zander and so impressive. But the omen of the day probably came about when Rebel Wowser for Boy Foster and Timmy Brummel got up and you almost were just wishing that Apache Chase would, Chase would get that group one for Desley Forster, of course, daughter of Boy Forster. So it was a good sign and uh, well done to both Boy and Desley getting their winners. Rebel Wowser defeating Spiritual Belief and Orders. Uh, the other winners, Flash Fibian, um, up on the pace. He hasn't done it for a while, this horse, but he's back in form for Dave Rewald and Robbie Farr, defeating Lineup and Tycoon Zip. And a very impressive winner in the Golden Classic, a time-honoured race on the program. Chester's Angel, Craig Smith, Anna Bacos, uh, led all the way to hold on by a nose over Lasco and Boom or Bust. But a great country race meeting with a country town cup and it just starts to trend out here in the central west. We've got Alpha coming up down the track very shortly in June, Tony, but good good meeting at Tambo. We've got uh, two legs to go in the Outback Racing Showcase Series. They're both on this Saturday, Mount Isa Cup and the Open at Longreach. And the points tally at the moment has loud enough uh, with the uh, two wins at Mount Isa back in April and May uh, sitting on 20 points, uh, leading the tally at the moment from... On 14 points, I want to be a Jeep and sitting on 13 points, Gypsy Biker. But still plenty of points to be had at Mount Isa and Longreach on Saturday. Uh, going to be a great final, that one, as it comes down to McKinlay on, uh, I think it's um, June 17, around that date. Um, but as I said, Tony, this month we just head for cup meetings, of course, and the Battle of Bush qualifiers. Looking forward to the final. Great country racing coming up this weekend, of course, and uh, email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au with any news for country uh, racing. We'll be back next week on Bushbeat. Good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob, and thank you to all of our guests this morning. Been an action-packed show. Dale Groves, Todd Austin, uh, Pat Webster, and Tony McMahon, as well as Rob Luck, joining us this week, and good luck to all of the clubs racing this weekend. Those four Battle of the Bush qualifier heats of Bowen, Kunamala, Gundawindi and Innisfail. Outback Racing Showcase heats at Longridge and Mount Isa where it's Cup Day. And don't forget, of course, the Battle of the Bush qualifier meeting coming up on Monday with a tab card at Thangool. We'll be back next Tuesday to report on all of that and more. We wish you a great weekend of safe and profitable racing on the weekend and look forward to catching up with you again soon on Bushbeat.